Hi, Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. For nearly 30 years, I've been focused on helping advisors become the best, both personally and professionally. This show is dedicated to sharing with you tools, tips, strategies, distinctions, things that are working now. I'd love for you to take a moment, and if you're watching this on YouTube, click the like button and also the subscribe button so you get automatic updates. And if you happen to be listening to us on a podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you leave a positive review for us. Now, with that said, let's get to today's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. You know, this episode, I think we're going to entitle it, Why Many Advisors Don't Get It. Now, why do I say that? You know, I just crossed my 20th year. I'm going to be doing this for 30 years in the blink of an eye. And one of the things that I, I really do is I study, I study behaviors, uh, human behavior, but in my uh, genre, I guess, my expertise is going to be uh, advisor behavior. And, you know, one of the things that um, I guess frustrates me from time to time is what does it really take to be successful as an FA? Financial advisor, financial planner, wealth manager, personal CFO, you know, put what, I don't care what you put on your business card or on your website. Um, it's to me, this, this subject encapsulates all of these. And I've seen it for a while, you know, especially with newer advisors, you know, whether you're getting somebody as a junior advisor, servicing advisor, relationship advisor, you know, different terminologies uh, for these people. And, um, you know, they tend to be younger people, of course. And what I find sometimes a massive gap in that model, right, in the chair, if we're going to use some EOS terms, is that, you know, we'll train them, right, we'll pay them, uh, we'll hold them accountable, but what is the driving factor of whether or not they're going to be successful? Bottom line, it's them. So for all you leaders out there, for all you senior advisors that have junior advisors on your team, Here's the question. How much time, energy, effort, budget do you put to elevating your junior advisors, servicing advisors at whatever? What I will tell you in this industry, most of us do a very piss poor job with that. There's a bias a massive blind spot that sounds like this. I'm compensating them well. They should just know how to do it or they should quote unquote figure it out. That's even my, that's my best one. They should just figure it out. Like through osmosis, they're going to become like geniuses. And if you think about it, I want you to go back to, you know, again, obviously I'm addressing the FA community that I, that I work with here. Go back to when you started in the business. I don't care if it was five years ago or quite frankly, 50 years ago. This is hard work, man. It is, it is not easy. It will test your emotions. It will determine who you are as a person. You know, I've said this for nearly 30 years. The key differential between somebody that survives in this business, somebody who fails in this business, and somebody who thrives in this business comes down to the man or woman in the mirror, period. So your identity, your beliefs, What's important to you, what you believe you deserve, the permissions you give them, the permissions you give yourself, your internal dialogue, all that, right? There's a recipe to it. 
And I think we still, and this is what frustrates me, we still have as an industry this massive blind spot. So I'm going to double down on the question. Now, if you're a client of mine, you know that we talk about, in fact, it's in our plan that we have what we call a personal professional development budget and game plan, a PD plan. Okay. If you're not a client of mine, which is fine. But do you have a personal professional development budget? Do you sit there at the beginning of every year and say, hey, I'm going to put aside X amount of dollars to reinvest back in me? That could be in terms of a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a business coach, going to conferences. You know, if you need another designation, training, whatever. Hey, whatever it's going to do, a stylist for some of you maybe, right? Whatever you need to make you a better version of you personally and professionally, that would go in the PD budget and game plan. One of the things I do when somebody wants to work with me, um, wants to consider retaining me as their coach, uh, we go through like a multi-step, you know, we'll call fit process, right? From introduction to uh, evaluation application. And there's a rather long form to fill out, a couple conversations, and then uh, we decide if we're a good fit or not, right? So in that application evaluation, there's a line item in there. You know, from one to 10, tell me about your personal development, uh, game plan, and budget. You know, and 10 is what we're looking for. One, two, three. Somebody even wrote, what's that? And it's consistent and consistent, right? So now that I'm thinking about it, there's actually two massive blind spots. So personal development, game plan, budget, not existent for most advisors. Written business plan, strategic plan, not existent for most advisors, right? And so, and away we go. And if I really want to triple down on this conversation, the other part that frustrates me, and I advisors don't get it, is they'll sit there and talk about financial planning. This is a beautiful one. I see this and it just, it can chat my ass sometimes. Excuse the language. You're going to sit there and talk to a prospect or an existing client and tell them how important it is to have a financial plan. Tell them how important it is to have a budget, a lot, you know, a balance sheet, all these things. But you haven't done it yourself. Okay. Now, before some of you say, well, Joe, how about you, man? What do you do? I will tell you right now, I have a six-figure personal professional development game plan. I joined mastermind groups, training. I'll drop five or 10 grand to go join a group because I think I'll get one idea out of it. I reinvest massively in myself. So I'm totally fine. And you guys, if you want to call me out, feel free. I can prove it. Here's the point. If you're not willing to reinvest back in yourself, you're going to maybe make some money in this business. Maybe if you don't fail out. And I see this. And again, I don't care if you're two years in this game or you're 20 years in this game. It is pervasive. It's a massive gap. You know, everybody will run. I remember back in uh, probably, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Where, you know, getting a CFP was all the rage, right? The, the board came into the firms, right? To the Merrill's and Morgan's of the world and UBS's. Hey, let's, let's go get everybody CFP'd, right? Let's get some credentials. Let's legitimize the industry, right? So what happens? If you go back, and, and I'm not going to call any CFP out here. It's not the point of this conversation. But I'd be curious. And I don't know, maybe one of the industry experts will do this. I would leave, because I'm not going to, I have no time. I got way more important things and better things to do, but I think this would be interesting. And maybe for some of you who watch or listen to me who run firms or just listen for yourself. 
how many financial advisors who are CFP actually have a current financial plan of their own? Does anybody have a guess on that ratio is? I mean, I don't have any, like, I'm not going to sit there and do the data. I, I, my sense is a gut instinct is probably less than 25%. To me, that's you know what that's like. That's like saying, you know what? I need to get my health in order. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to get a physical. And I want to talk about nutrition and getting healthy and biomarkers and all this jazz, right? And I go in to see the doctor and he or she is morbidly obese, barely can get off a chair, you know, like shuffles to, you know, the, are you going to sit there and take advice from that person? Even if you do, you already have a built-in bias. What would happen if every one of your clients and prospects and COIs say, you know, I'd be, I'd be into a financial plan. Show me a sample. Show me a copy of yours. You can black out the numbers. I just want to see it. I want to see if you're eating your own cooking. Hmm. Now, that would be a game changer now, wouldn't it? This is what we're missing, folks, is that we're going to sit there. And I've watched this industry for nearly 30 years. Yeah, everybody cries. Oh, man, we want to be treated as professionals. We want to be legitimized. We want to be treated as professionals. We're professionals, right? Well, maybe we start acting like it. You know, maybe we start, you know, walking our talk. So how do we do that? Number one, reinvest back in yourself. I have a rule that basically says between 5 and 10% of revenue or income, you can measure it annual. It's your game. You figure out how you want to do it. But come up with an annual budget and reinvest it back in yourself every year. Here's the cool thing of doing it that way. When you do a percentage as your incomes or revenue grows, depending on how you want to do it, your budget grows. You can go hire the best coaches, go to the best conferences, take a seat in the best mastermind groups. You can do all those things. Very, very powerful. All right. Second thing you need to do. If, you got, if you're going to talk financial planning, and not that I want you to give away, that's a, well, that's a whole different conversation. That's, don't get me started on that. Um, but if we're going to be talking and preaching planning, you better have one of your own. And I really don't care, and I say this with the utmost respect, I don't care if you don't have two nickels to rub together, you do a plan. Don't ask somebody to go through something you haven't done. It'd be like going to a restaurant with, at a chef, and the chef cooks all these meals for everybody, and they never taste their food. They never taste, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan, right? I, I like watching stuff like that, right? So what does he always yell at? Taste it, taste it, taste it, right? Why? Because if you don't know what it tastes like, how do, you, how do you know it's good going out the door? Unless you go ahead and experience a financial planning process, how can you sit there and tell somebody they need to do it? Right? And I don't care if you do it on yourself, go, hire, you know, go get a colleague to do it, whatever makes sense for you. Have a damn plan. So we're going to reinvest in ourselves and we're going to get a financial plan. Right? We're going to handle those two things. Those elements are critical. And I just, you know, I woke up today and get ready. I said, you know, I shoot these usually Thursday for Friday or Wednesday for Friday. And, um, you know, I got done with uh, a couple of mastermind meetings the last couple of weeks. And I, I kind of take, so sometimes I just, I, I have these little mini epiphanies when I think about things. And it just, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of struck me 
Like, I wonder what that looks like. What percentage of advisors have financial plans that talk about financial plans? What percentage of advisors have a written business plan that they've looked at in the last 30 days? I can tell you that's probably under 10%. Because I see that pervasively. What are we doing? And let's also talk about the elephant in the room, right? Hey, there's some adversity out there, right? We got, you know, the world is doing some interesting things right now, right? And we're watching it. And I'm telling you that if you're not in the proper mindset, if you don't have, if you've not kind of reinforced your psychology, your mindset, as this adverse adversity comes, right? And it's coming now, it may come in waves. And, you know, hey, I have no crystal ball. You know, are we going to be kind of good in a, in a couple of weeks? Or are we going to be talking about a couple of years? Nobody knows, right? Uncertainty. But here's one thing I do know. In order to keep yourself in a resourceful state, you must reinvest in yourself. You must be able to walk the talk. You must be congruent. You must be passionate. You must be organized. And my big fear, especially for some of you younger advisors, which I love, by the way, not that I want to go off on sidebar here a little bit, but maybe I'll take a minute and kind of turn a little bit. I talked to a younger advisor uh, just literally in the last 48 hours who's uh, thinking about leaving the industry. And uh, the reason why uh, that person's thinking about leaving the industry is, um, you know, just a new family, responsibilities, and, you know, and just the stress. And you kept, you know, they kept using the S word, stress. And I, and I, and I remember t- I talked to him. And I remember saying to him very specifically, I said, look, I'd hate to lose you. And by the way, he's not a client of mine. I don't think he'll ever become a client of mine. I just have this open, I have an open conversation policy, right? Any advisor can have 30 minutes of my time to talk about whatever they want. I don't pitch. It's not what I do. And my big concern is that if we have, depending on how the adversity level ramps up over time, how many of our younger advisors who are, not, who are not through 08 and 09, for, hey, for, for, for you guys and gals who are around in 08 and 09, that was like, like our version of a world war, right? Like you're a veteran. Like you, you, want, like you walk through that fire with your clients, right? So this is not that. But how many of there are younger people in the industry who, were, who came in after 09? Other than that little blip in March of 2020, and of course the pandemic, and I'm not going to discount that, but from a market perspective. We've had a rock star decade, quite frankly. And we've been swimming with the tide. We've been sailing with the wind. And now a storm is here. And if you know, if you sail, you're a sailor, or know anything about sailing, you know uh, when waters are calm and winds are good, that's one skill set to you know steer the boat, get it to where it needs to go. Strong winds strong currents, storms, it's an entire different skill set. Totally different level, right? Totally different level of expertise. Are you ready for the storm? And that's not negative thinking. So let me be very clear with everybody. I, I am not a negative thinker. I, I tend to be more, I, you know, my wife always says you're too optimistic all the time. Um, I tend to be an optimist. I tend to see the good in people. I tend to see, I look for the good in all situations. I'm always that silver lining guy. And I'm just saying to you, you know, you're, you know, th- th- we're going to have a little test here. Again, I don't know how long it's going to go on for. Just make sure you're up to task. 
How do you get up to task? You take care of you. You reinvest back in yourself. Hey, the news is there. I get it. We need to be informed. I get it. I do. Trust me. I'm I'm well-versed what's going on halfway around the world, what goes on with gas prices, what goes on, right? I just don't start my day with that. I may end my day with that, but I don't start with that. This is what advisors don't get. It's almost easier. Hear me out on this. This is, again, I'm, this is a little bit of random. It's a bit of a random episode. I understand that. But let me give you my thinking. What really I find very fascinating is everybody's looking for that silver bullet, or most advisors, I should say. Um, and I go back to a conversation I had with you guys a couple, I don't know, several episodes ago uh, about the guy, the advisor who, uh, instead of hire, didn't matter if he hired me or not, he, needed, he definitely needed a coach. His mindset was totally not in a good place. But he'd rather go ahead and spend, you know, eight or nine or $10,000 on internet leads because he thinks that's going to solve his problem. If you're in the business like 15, 20 years, and, and again, I'm not here to throw shade on anybody, but hear me out. If after 15 or 20 years in the business, you have to rely, hear me out, rely on like internet leads to get new clients, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Some, some seem to be a miss there. Some, there's a gap. There's a, there's a blind spot. And, I've, and I'll say this right now. I've got clients that do, you know, all the different internet lead programs, you know, re, you know referral into, you know, I, I do. Have, and I've got clients who are very successful at it. But it's one element of what they do. It's to enhance their business, not to survive in their business. Big difference. So this person does what I call the Hail Mary. I'm going to throw my, I'm going to take my last credit card out that I think has some room on it. And I'm going to go all in on this thing. And I'm going to go, and, and my brain goes, um, dude, you're the same person you were 10 years ago. That's our problem. It's exact same psychology as somebody who goes into relationships, into relationships, into relationships, and out of relationships, right? And they never seem to have, they never seem to find the one, never seem to be happy, so on and so forth. Um, look in the mirror. Maybe that's where we need to start. In our space, people complain about their broker-dealer, their IBD, uh, their compliance person. Oh, man, I can't be successful. The firm, the firm, the firm, the firm. I'm like, leave. Oh, I can't do that. Why not? Oh, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't like the, I don't like my IBD. Leave. I don't like who I'm associated with my, I don't like who I am, uh, my, I don't like my, my uh, top line RA because my IAR, IAR under them. Leave. Oh man, it sucks up here with all the masks and stuff like that. Leave. Take action. Stop whining. I mean, and yes, I know, well, like my kids are in school and my stuff. I get it. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's solvable. There's nothing I've ever seen in my entire coaching career that is not solvable with some well thought, with some thought, some elevation, some courage, some action, and maybe some budget, depending on what we're up to. It's solvable. But if it's easier to blame others, it's easier to just not take responsibility. And that to me is what I think a lot of us don't get. It's the hard, my opinion. My experiences, my beliefs, my personal experience, there, there are two things that are hard to do and they're diametrically opposed. 
Number one is to take responsibility for successes, for failures, for your situation. Hey, if, you're, if your health is not good, most cases, again, I know there's exceptions, you contributed to that. If your bank account is not where it needs to be, that's on you. Okay? And I know these are harsh words, and I'm probably pissing some of you off. I come here um, to be very authentic. I'm not here to pitch you and make you like me. And I hope like, man, man I like this coach, Joe, man, I'm going to check him out. That's not, that's not who hires me. In fact, some of my, most of my clients will hate me at one point in our relationship because I speak the truth. And I'm, I'm okay if they fire me. They don't because they, they understand um, in doing it in their best interest. But being authentic is critical. So that's, that's why I'm having this conversation with you guys today. Because I'm going to be really authentic, real, real, real raw. So again, back to our diametrically opposed. So you take absolute responsibility for everything, for your current state. But here's the flip side. Here's the other side of that coin. You've got to give yourself permission to have it all, which is a whole different conversation. This is why I just don't get this. You know, I want you to think about, imagine taking responsibility, claiming it, and it, I don't care if it's ugly. You want to change something, own it, right? Own it. My business is not where it needs to be. Okay, own it. I'm disorganized. Okay, own it. I don't have enough income. Okay, own it. Don't, well, this or the markets or, you know, I can't do this. See, that's, that's a lie. As long as you keep lying to yourself, nothing will change for you. Nothing. And look, I've walked in that. In my world, I've walked in those shoes. I know exactly what that sounds like. I did it for a period of time. Good enough. It's okay. You know, I, I, I call it myself the lost decade. Right? From, I don't know, let's see, it's 2020. Probably really, you know, 2010 to 2020. Just about. The lost decade. And I was still doing my thing, still doing excellent my work. But as far as like elevating what I was doing, it was good enough. Last two or three years, blew it out the doors. Totally different, right? So I realized, take extreme responsibility. Second piece, give yourself permission to have it all. If you go back to my last episode, when I kind of talk about what we did uh, in Florida uh, at our meetings, you know, a lot of us struggle with giving ourselves permission. Do I deserve it? What are other people going to think? And when I say have, whatever that it is, right? If it's a new car, bigger house, a Rolex, whatever the jam is, it doesn't matter what it is, right? It could be as simple as, or I say simple, it's really not that simple, of, hey, I give myself permission to have my ideal life and lifestyle, my ideal business, work with my ideal client, have my ideal bank account, right? Like that's a permission. You just don't hope and wish it happens. It won't. Oh man, when the markets come back, no. I've been at this thing. I've seen, I saw 2000, 9-11, 08, 09, a pandemic, and now this in, in, you know, in Europe, right? Five things. And guess what? Everything's temporary. All conditions, all situations are temporary. This too shall pass. Could pass in a week, could pass in a month, could pass in a year, could pass in a decade. I don't know. But it'll pass. Look at history. You know, I was talking to a couple of my clients the other um, this week in our one-on-ones. 
And I said, you know, I think one of the skill sets advisors need to develop is they need to become little minor history buffs. And I don't mean like world history, although that may be interesting, but understand like the dynamics between geopolitical situations and how markets behave. And not that I'm trying to make, and the last thing I'm going to do is make anybody a market person. I'm not trying to do that to you. But when you have frames of references, right? And I'll give you a great example. Go back and you can find this online. Pretty cool. Uh, if you go back to the uh, stock market crash of 27, there's some interesting headlines there. You go back to the stock market crash of 87, there's some interesting headlines there. You got in, uh, you know, if some of you were around for 2001, so you know what those headlines were like. And 08, 09, man, like talk about meltdown. Like we had our own, own financial Chernobyl basically, right? Yet here we are. So point being is that we're going to get through this. In some way, somehow, some manner, it may get better, it may get uglier before it gets better. But again, all situations are temporary. This is what I need you to get. Invest in yourself. It's all about mindset. Focus on your clients. Be external. Own your failures. Own your successes. Invest in yourself. I think I said it right. And uh, give yourself permission to have it all. Because ultimately you determine that. No one else. Every excuse you have, every narrative you tell yourself is just an abdication of responsibility. Okay? I hope you found this real, raw, authentic. And I'm not even going to tell you what you, if you like what you heard, next steps or anything like that, you know where to find me. If you want to have a conversation or anything, that's cool. If you want to unsubscribe, I get it. But the one thing I'm never going to stop doing is telling the truth. So thank you for listening and watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.